love someone with an addiction issue, now what? Maybe it's your child. Even if he or she has grown into adulthood, maybe it's your spouse or your partner, a sibling, an old friend, a favorite employee. It could be anyone, and most of us have someone we care about who is suffering. Maybe they're still on a tear. That makes us upset, angry, and even afraid. Why won't they just do the right thing? The answer, they can't. That's why it's one of the hardest things to do, to admit and then accept that someone important to us is struggling with addiction. It's tough. All of us that have walked this path know about the denial that comes before the acceptance. It's the last thing we want to believe. So we spend time trying to justify, trying to excuse, realizing that your loved one is addicted to alcohol or drugs is one of the most difficult realizations in the world. From your vantage point, they seem to love a chemical more than anything else, even more than you. And the thing they love is killing them. You know you still love them like crazy, but they do things that don't feel good. Lying, cheating, stealing, blowing off schedules, and other unmentionable things. You may have to take actions that are difficult on you, on the family, on the workplace. Is that still love? We're going to talk today about four hard lessons to learn for those of us that have loved an addict. The first one is how to love unconditionally. You know, I had a friend who had an addiction problem and I met her at Panera Bread one day. At first, everything was okay. I met her, we went through the line, I got my coffee. By the time I sat down at the booth with her, she was unable to talk, to eat, and to even have it together in a public setting. I was hurting as much as the addict. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. I wondered if I would ever be able to meet her in public again. I wondered if she was gonna be okay. From then on, my heart was broken, but I continued to try to encourage wellness and recovery. I sought more information on addiction because I didn't understand it personally. I had never, quote, quote, been there. It was a lot of work for me personally, but I did the work. Why? Because I love her. I love her unconditionally. The second hard lesson, patience. Why get angry at someone who is clueless on how their behavior hurts you? As as we come to understand addiction, we may experience our loved ones going through cycles. The aches, the sweats, the cravings, the times of withdrawals, the promises, the, the runs, the disappearances. They'll be physically sick, emotionally taxed, and spiritually bereft. Yes, you will learn patience if you love an addict. You have to learn patience. Even when they're in recovery, there's times of patience too. They may not remember past incidents. They may have to focus on recovery at the expense of your needs. When you love an addict, you're going to have to learn about patience. The third hard lesson to learn, bigger picture time. 
how to refocus. Caring for an addict will make you see the world in new ways, not all good. There may be tough places you will see, jails, institutions, emergency rooms. It doesn't matter how they were raised or if they went to church or how much education they received. Addiction robs people of their upbringing. It robs them of their moral code. When you love someone who is addicted, you'll be privy to really big hardships. You'll have to learn how to refocus. The fourth tough lesson to learn. This is the big one. Powerlessness. They don't act like the person you know when they're drunk or high. Nonetheless, they own a little bit of your heart. And because of that, you're in it for the long haul. You'll support and encourage recovery and sometimes they'll attain it. But this is a disease of one day at a time. Because if they pick up they might not get back to sobriety or clean time. Some of us will lose those we love so dearly. Because of these reasons, we who love the addicted learn what it means to be powerless, and we need to find relationship with a higher power if we're going to get through it. So what am I talking about? So far I haven't said anything. I talked about hard lessons. Why are you listening to this podcast? Well, I have six survival tips for those who love an addict, and they're important. The first one, accept it as soon as possible. Denial, the acronym is don't even notice I am lying. There is no magic elixir to cure addiction. They won't just get better one day without work and willingness. Life may be out of control now and then. Worry, money concerns, constant favors, learning to say no, they're all part of the life of one who loves an addict. Accept it. You love them. Accept it. They are addicted. They are not in control anymore. The second survival tip, boundaries. Boundaries must be set if we're going to stay healthy ourselves. This is really difficult for many of us. Why? Because many of us are quick to think we're helping when we do what is asked of us. This is not the case when you're dealing with active addicts. Make your answers based on what is really best for the addict, for the family, for your business, for yourself. Say yes only when it's best for all. An assertive no must be comfortable from time to time. I don't care if you have a Superman cape in your closet. Boundaries must be set. You cannot fly into the rescue and expect your loved addict to recover. The third survival tip. This point is a deeper understanding of boundary setting. We must know the difference between helping and enabling. Which are these behaviors? Giving money, letting them stay with you, buying food for them, giving them rides, etc. You know, I had a different friend. Um, She was very close to me when we were young, first married, and had our children. 
she somehow picked up crack cocaine and I watched her lose everything. She lost her husband and her house and her children. Yeah, she lost her ability to work. She lost her two front teeth and she didn't get them fixed. She just continued losing. She, lost her, she lost her beautiful skin tone. She lost her, the, the beauty of her hair. Her hair got coarse. She lost her ability to eat because she had to choose between food and drugs. Um, one day, I was bringing groceries to her. Yep, I pulled my little minivan into her crack house. I locked the doors of the minivan and I ran upstairs with a bag of milk, cheese, bread, eggs. Some of the things that she would eat when she had them. And as I knocked on her door and started to open the door, I see her hitting a crack pipe. That means taking a big drag off this crack pipe. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I hear my daughter, who had let herself out of her car seat, screaming, Mommy, wait for me. I want to see Aunt Kathy, too. Guys, in that moment, I understood this one. Enabling is not helping. And bringing her food could have cost me custody of my own child, even though I didn't have a drug problem. It's a tough one. I had told her after that, call me first if you want help, but don't call me otherwise. That was very difficult, but in this case, that was the severe boundary I had to set. Why? Because I couldn't do anything but enable her. She had no desire to stop using. The fourth survival tip I'm going to give you, quit trying to fix them. The serenity prayer says it well. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change someone else's addiction. Courage to change the things I can. What can I change? I can change me. I can change how I respond. I can change if I'm patient. I can change if, I, if I'll go to what length I'll go to help. And then the wisdom to know the difference. The wisdom to know. I need to ask God for the wisdom to know. Even in the heat of the moment, I need to ask God, what should I do? The wisdom to know, unfortunately, is a slow one. It comes with a track record. And the track record of those of us that love an addict is a tough track record indeed. The fifth survival tip I'm going to give you is a question of inventory. Whose inventory are you taking? Don't waste time taking the addict's inventory. Instead, use that energy to see if you have been contributing to the situation. Again, we cannot control the behavior of an addict, but we can work on our own behavior. Be honest, look deep, make constructive changes. You get to live your life. You don't have to sit there 
waiting until they can live it with you. That day may not come, my friend. I'm very sorry for that. That will only come if the addict wants it to. The last survival skill I'm giving you is a really important one, and it's all about learning humility. Ask for help. Don't wait for your beloved addict to seek help. Go for help for yourself now. The sooner you reach out for help, the better it is for everyone. There are the anonymous programs out there, alanon.org. You can go there and find other people that have loved ones that are addicted to alcohol. There's naranon, nar-anon.org. That's for people that are addicted to drugs and narcotics, the people that love them. There's even familiesanonymous.org. And that's for not just drug and alcohol addiction, but the behavioral issues that come to families that love those people. There's gam-anon.org for gamblers. Maybe your addict is a gambler. Whatever the issue, don't go it alone. Ask for help. Seek help. Talk to somebody about what you're going through. Find others that understand and build on their experience, their strength, their hope for the future. So you love an addict? It's a hard road. Don't do it alone. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.